Yo, yo, yo. It's the Great Debate Show. Back and better than ever, baby. Jarvis Jeffries, along with Terrence Smith. What's good, people? Nick Ely. What's happening? We in the building, and we want to just thank you all for listening to the Great Debate Show. It is available wherever you get your podcast. Download and subscribe to every episode, and you will be notified when every new episode is up. We really do appreciate it. Uh, you could have been anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. All right. Uh, we've got so much to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. So much. It was a wild, wild, crazy week two in the NFL, and that is an understatement. Terrence has a lot to say about his Baltimore Ravens as they had a complete meltdown uh, in, in Baltimore against the Miami Dolphins. And Nick, we'll see what he has to say about his Hot, red hot Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, no matter how cold it will be this winter, if they keep playing like they played on Monday Night Football, they're, they're not going to be bothered by the cold weather because they are on fire right now. And then the Tennessee Titans on Monday night got blew out by the Buffalo Bills. Um, I don't think it's a surprise that Tennessee lost, but I think some people may be a little bit disappointed in how bad they lost. Titan fans, uh, mostly. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to start off with uh, the early games. And Terrence, before we get into anything, and I do have to talk about the 49ers. Trey Lance broke his ankle on Sunday in the uh, game against the Seattle Seahawks in the second drive of the first quarter. Jimmy G came in to save the day. And um, we just want to just, you know, give our thoughts and prayers to Trey Lance, a very bright young kid who hopefully has a whole big – you know, bright future and career in the NFL in front of him, but devastating loss. And uh, we're praying for you, man. Hope you get well soon. But Jimmy is back. So a lot of Niner fans are probably happy about that. I'll give my take later. Terrence, I want to start with you. The Baltimore Ravens blew a 21-point lead at home against the Miami Dolphins and lost. A lot of times teams come back, but mm, they still can't quite finish it. And get the job done. The Dolphins done that. Terrence, I'll let you have the floor. What the hell happened to your Ravens? Well, well, well first of all, let, let me tell this from, from from my point of view how how I how I received this news of this comeback or this or this meltdown because it was definitely a meltdown. So I start my day. Uh, I'm, I'm as you guys know, I do camera uh, some Sundays for Memphis wrestling, so I'm doing doing the Memphis wrestling tapings, and when I look at the score, uh, Baltimore is already up 7-0 because of a kick return by Devin, dangerous Devin DuVernay, and now they are on the one-yard line. I have to stop at Miami. They're on the one-yard line. About to score again, but of course somebody fumbles, right? Right. So I keep this in the back of my mind. They had the ball on the one-yard line. They fumbled. Remember that from the Seattle and the Denver game. It happened twice. Uh, and basically, the, the last time I looked at my phone, the score was 20, I think 28 to 7. If I'm mistaken, 21-7 or something like that. Either way, they were up the last time I looked at my phone. Now, I also, I'm looking at my phone because I have a fan do a bit. And I don't want to get into everything that was on the bed. I, you know, I think I've shown it to you guys. But it was like a 10-leg, 11-leg parlay and it was looking pretty good. 
that was the last time I got to look at my phone. So when the tapings are over, I ask around and I say, hey, man, who won the game? Because I'm just too nervous to check my phone. And my homeboy Bobby, he, he says, man, I think the Ravens pulled it out. Okay, all right. So I walk out of the building and I open my phone up and I go to ESPN first. The first thing that comes up is the comeback and Miami wins the game. I was like, that's terrible. Like, you know, I'm I'm feeling terrible right now, you know, as a fan. So I go to FanDuel and I check my parlay. And it was the the comeback was the only thing I missed. Mm. And I don't want to repeat what I said, but let's just say I said it very, very, very loudly. <laughs> it may have started with an F and ended with a K, but uh, <laughs> I said it very loudly. <laughs> so that's how I got the news at Baltimore. Bully. Now about the actual game. When I look at when I look around the league, the Baltimore secondary might very well be the worst unit in all of football. And the only unit I can think of is probably even on that level would be the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Baltimore secondary literally last year, even though they had a lot of injuries. Uh, there's still something wrong from a schematic standpoint that's not allowing those guys to be in the right places. And I'm watching that. I'm watching, I'm seeing some of the highlights because, of course, I missed the game. And it's like nobody's in position to make a play on the ball. When they are in position, they can't make plays. Just as a whole, that secondary is just absolutely god-awful. And right now, it is the difference between Baltimore being a top three between three to five team in the league and being, I don't want to call them average because they're, they're clearly going to be pretty good, but they're not going to be great because of their secondary. And you got to keep in mind, they still got to play Cincinnati twice this year. We saw what Cincinnati did last year. I think Joe Burrow had, had 400 yards in both of those games. And I don't see them being better now, even though they got some guys back. They did lose Cal Fuller. Uh, but man, they got to be better than that. It just have to be better than that. And I'm disappointed. For, for clear for obvious reasons. Yeah, but I'm not gonna get loud. I'm not gonna get loud. I'm just upset. I'll I'll I'll, I'll heal at some point. Right yeah. now I'm pretty hurt. Yeah. Mm, I understand. Yeah, that was that was a funny one to find out about, boy. I, I, I didn't watch much of that. I didn't really watch that game either. Uh you know, I was, I had some things going on this weekend, my girl's birthday, so we was out and went uh, went and saw the Woman King, by the way. So, quick movie review: Woman that? King. Woman King is one of the best movies you're gonna see this year. I can believe okay, that. I'm just, gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna tell it to you like that. It's one of the best movies you're gonna see this year. I can believe that. Appreciate it. Sure, we'll check it out. Viola Davis did her damn thing. I believe it. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, uh, um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Jonathan uh, Boyega, I think it is something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He did a good job too. But um, all of them did a good job. But anyways, um, looking at looking at how it happened, I mean, so a couple of things that I, that I just pulled from the game. One, obviously, under no circumstances does anything that needs to be pointed at Lamar Jackson for the game. I mean, nope. for, the, for them losing that game. I mean, he was count. He did counter for something north of four hundred total yards and four touchdowns and no turnovers. Right now, he's on he's on the books for the longest pass play and longest run play of the season. Of the he season. got those in the same game. And they like, got the longest kick return of the season in the same game, and they still lost. 
really under no circumstances does this loss go on anybody wow. on the offense. Wow. Um, but it, but wow. least of all, especially Lamar Jackson. So that's number one. Um, number two, I, I hadn't thought about it to that extent, Terrence, but, I mean, based on that performance, yeah, it's, it's either them or, or the Bengals O-line, and it's 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 a closer race than I would have thought it would have been going into that game. Um, you know, I, I mean, obviously, you know, this doesn't necessarily – this doesn't affect Lamar Jackson's MVP candidacy for me. Um, obviously, he was my pick going into the season, and to some extent I'm still with that, uh, though I think I'll have a, a couple of interesting takes on some other guys that probably in that conversation with him uh, at this, this, you know, two games into the season, obviously. But um, we got a couple guys that we got to discuss. One of them, actually, I'll go ahead and drop a high take, was on the other side of the field uh, from him playing the same position. Um, but, you know, that being said, uh, it was – it was it's, it's rough for Ravens fans over there, man. I hate it for you, Terrence, uh, you know, not having a good good uh, cornerback. That's not something I can relate to at this point. But, uh <laughs> You know, it's, it's not about me right now, so. Uh. <laughs> yes, it is. It's okay. Good luck, man. <laughs> well, I don't, I'm not going to, you know, I don't have much to say about it. Um, pretty much everything you guys said already. It was just a wild, crazy Sunday, man. You know, and this just falls right in line with the rest of those games. It was just everything was crazy. I mean, Ravens don't feel bad about it. A lot of other teams blew big leads as well over the uh, on that same day. So, hey, you know, I think that it definitely will not hurt Lamar Jackson. He put up numbers yesterday, and he has been throwing the ball so much better. And um, now kind of throwing first, looking to throw first, I really do believe he's doing that before running. And we know what he still can do when he does it, and boy, can he do it. So, I mean, no issues from Lamar, really. Just, yeah, that defense just, again, that's a that's – a, Lamar was throwing absolute dice. I gotta give I gotta give him this prop, right? Yeah. So for whatever whatever concern, including myself and a lot of people may have still had about his arm in two weeks, he is erasing that. I agree. And I, I just gotta say, like, even when we made predictions, uh, I said the game will come down to the arm of Tua. I hate to be right sometimes. I know. It's not fun always it's not fun always being right, okay? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and it was, and it was a noodle for three quarters. It was. That's what it seemed like. It it's, was until it wasn't. It's really it, in the fourth quarter. He turned into Steve freaking Young. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. That really was crazy. Uh, they got. I tell you, the Miami Dolphins defense. You can just call them Steve Austin because they stunned the hell out of the Baltimore Ravens. Man, that was a stunner for real. Uh, I'm. I, I was. I was mind blown. I'm like, what the hell just happened here? Because I'm headed to the spot. I'm about to watch the Niner game, and I'm thinking, well, that game's definitely over. I don't have to see any more of that. And boy, was I wrong. But the uh, Miami Dolphins offense is, look, Tyreek Hill just torching them. You know, yeah. defense is blown coverages. Everybody's looking around, standing, pointing fingers. Where am I supposed to be? It was a lot of, you know, blown assignments. It was just, you no. Know, that is on the secondary. There's nothing Lamar can do about that. There's nothing, you know. Uh, but they have to they have to clean it up definitely and be better. But maybe the Dolphins are just this doggone good. I'm not sure. We'll find out as the season progresses. But yeah, that game definitely should not have went to the Dolphins. It should not have, even though they came back and took it. But somehow you just got to know the Ravens lost that game. You know they gave that game up somehow, some way. They just and I Tyreek ridiculous. It's amazing to see how good he still is over there. And yeah. how good Patrick still is over there in KC. It's like, wow, they're both great, but neither one of them was 
you know, like the Brady Belichick thing, you know, where some people probably thought that, hey, man, he's really cutting the slack. He's holding you down. He's making you look better than what you are. And that's Tyree Hill making Mahomes look better. I kind of thought that, not going to lie. Neither one of them are missing a beat. And maybe the things oh, we that, know. yeah, and maybe the things that Tyreek, <laughs> maybe the things that Tyreek Hill was saying all offseason about Tua, maybe it wasn't so far off. I mean, three quarters. If you can do that to me in the fourth, though, man, I'm good. <laughs> you can play sloppy. That is, that's big time. Yeah, I gotta, I, that is. And, and while I am disappointed, I gotta respect the Dolphins. And listen, and and I think I said this. I mentioned this also uh, last week during predictions, but. I remember the the winless Dolphins. I think the 0-13 Dolphins coming in and beating us. Mm-hmm. I remember them beating us down last year when they were 0-8, I think. Uh, and then yesterday, just they have given us some very, very devastating losses. Yeah. And yeah. times where we should have been, we, we were either highly favored and should have beaten them or had a lead, which was, you know, of course, yesterday, or Sunday. Uh and it's just, man, it's disappointing. But, I, you know, I, I do think that Miami posed a, one of the most intriguing matchups for the Ravens. And the, the matchup problems, which were the Ravens, which was the Dolphins secondary against the Ravens receivers, the Ravens won that. So that's, it's very, that's very encouraging for me. Yeah. But I don't know what the hell we're going to do about this secondary. I thought it was fine this year, to be honest with you. I thought it was going to be. I, I thought, thought you told I thought me everybody be was. a lot better, but it's too many. And, and, and Jarvis, you could be right. It could just be a situation where Miami might do that to a lot of people. Yeah. They might they very well could. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Oh, damn. Why do we have to be the first one to find we out? Might, we might look back on this in six weeks and go, oh, well, that's why they did it. Because they put up, you know, 350, 400 yards passing on everybody this year. I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm sure we'll be seeing him throw up the chunk up the deuces a lot more this season. <laughs> Running into that end zone on a lot I mean, of more. he defenses. ran by somebody over there. And the guy never stood a chance. Just man. never stood a chance. Yeah, man. I mean, it's amazing how how he can just. That's turn. why you. That's why you trade for that guy. That's why you give up those four or five first round picks. That's it. Because I mean, at some point you gotta go. Okay, guys, look. Don't let Tyreek Hill or Jalen Water Jalen Water run past you. I don't give a damn it's, what, it's what, where they go. Whatever it takes. If they try to run past you, turn and run with them. Period. Especially when you have a when you have a big lead, make them throw the ball underneath. I don't understand why that's so difficult. I don't understand, like, I just. I, I'm not going to lie, know. guys. It's easy I mean, to think about those, it. On those touchdowns, Tyreek was waiting on the ball to come down. Like, all right. He was game. waiting on the ball to get out of there. Yeah, and that's what worries me a little bit about Tua. But, you know, like, he's going to torch so many people, though. It's it's it's, it's not going to really look as bad because Tyreek is going to help him. And he's going to go get it, too, you know, for, for his height. That dude is a go-getter when he'll get up in the air and get that ball. So, I'm just going to say, though, like, um, the Dolphins, they 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 look like they could do this a lot more. I, I wouldn't just hang my head too too low, uh, uh, you know, Terrence. I wouldn't because the Ravens secondary. Let's, let's give them another shot somewhere else against someone else. But uh, the Dolphins may be doing this a lot more. They got so much speed, man, with him and Waddle, Mostert. These guys are just very, very fast now. And so yeah, yeah, they are fast. They got speed everywhere. Yeah, and what y'all, what you all are saying about keeping everything in front of you, making them take underneath uh, the yards underneath, and things, <laughs> and look, it is so much easier said than done. That dude, absolutely. Still, I've seen defenses try to do that, and it looks like he's still just running by them. They're still running, and it's like, wait, hey, wait a minute. They end up looking like a car that's slowing down on the street because, yeah. and somebody, and they're jogging because, like, how in the hell 
is he he's still coming by me. He does it. Jamar Chase can do it as well. But this guy's on a whole nother level of speed, that Tyreek Hill. All right, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to get into um, some upsets that Terrence was right about. He was right about a lot. He really would have been right about this game as well because he wanted to pick the Dolphins. He just couldn't do it. But he kind of yeah. said that I'm a little bit scared to make this pick, but I'm going to go with my Ravens. The other upsets that he was right about, the Jets did beat the Cleveland Browns. The Dallas Cowboys won. Cooper Rush, hanging with Mr. Cooper Rush, hey. beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, my God, what's going on with the Bengals? Are they going to have a Super Bowl hangover? That's never happened before, ever. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> here, here we go again. But uh, first, let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers. Let me go ahead and quickly try to get this out of the way. The Niners won yesterday a much-needed win. I don't care what anybody says. They needed to win that game, and they did what they were supposed to do. I was very impressed with what I saw defensively, considering what I saw from Seattle last week. Um, they didn't show any signs of that this week, thanks to the Niners and their defense. They came out and played like enough is enough. We know what we're about, and it's no monsoon today. Even though rain did start to come down uh, as that game was uh, nearing its end. Trey Lance, though, the big part of the story, man, he lost. he's lost for the season. He had season-ending ankle surgery on early Monday after breaking his ankle Sunday against the Seahawks. Second quarter, early, just his second drive. I mean, first quarter, early in the first. Second drive, he's on a read option. Kind of gets piled up. You can't really see how it happened or what's going on. You have to slow it down, look from another angle. But you can clearly see that he broke it. And he didn't even realize it was broke until one of the old linemen were trying to get him up, stand him up. And he went back down like, you know, I think that's when he was like, oh, shh. I think my damn ankle is broken. So sad to hear. We hate it because not only is it bad for Trey Lance and we wish him well, speedy recovery, hope you get back. But the bad part is we're going to have to go through this again next season. Whether Niner fans want to admit it or not, we want, we're going to go through this again because even if Jimmy is gone from the 49ers, which he should be, this is his last year, although you just never know, um, but this is it as of now. And if Trey comes back for his third season, the questions will still be, well, we didn't get to see him play last year. He still hadn't played football. That's another year gone. Yeah. Can he do it? The inexperience is just going to be so questionable. Uh, we'll be doing this. And, and then so much can happen. And Lord knows, I hope everything is fine with Trey. And he finishes his career with the Niners as a great quarterback and goes down as a legend, a Hall of Famer, all of that. Sounds good. Probably too good to be true. But I'm wishing the best and I'm being optimistic. But so much can happen between Sunday when he had that injury and broke his ankle from Sunday until next August, you know, like so many things could happen. You know, like what if what if Tom Brady says I'm done and this is it, you know, and his contract is up for the Buccaneers, and then he says in June or July, eh, I think the 49ers kind of could use me, and they've been reaching out. I'm coming back, you know, or whatever. Who knows? But you know, we could find ourselves going through this again with another veteran quarterback because of the fact that hey, Trey Lance hadn't played. Or will they just give him the keys and it really will be his and he'll be ready? All of that remains to be seen, but we hope the best for him. Now, to the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo. What a surprise. He's back. I'm not surprised. I'm just kind of surprised that it happened this soon. But 
it was a real injury. I don't think this is the way it was scripted, but hey, the show must go on. And uh, he really did break his ankle yesterday, so here he is. Uh, guys, what do you think about the 49ers now before we move on to the Cowboys and other games, uh, the bigger games? What do you think the Niners are? I guess my question is, and I really don't have to ask Nick this question, but I still will. Uh, guys, are the Niners better? And this is no shade at, you know, Trey Lance. Wish him well. Hope he gets better. And I was ready for you, Trey. I really thought you had big things to prove and you were going to do it. Uh, if given the, the plays and the time to do so. Uh, but, guys, are the Niners a better team now that Jimmy Garoppolo is back uh, on the saddle? Yes. Of course they're a better team now that Jimmy Garoppolo is back, back as the quarterback. I've been saying this is before the season started. I said it when they, as soon as they, they got his deal restructured and said they were re-signing him, I told I said Jimmy G is going to be the, be the guy that leads him, leads him to the playoffs. Now, I did not want it to happen this way. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, I don't want anybody to get hurt. Certainly not to the extent that Trey Lance got hurt. And like you've already, as you've already said, speedy recovery, hope he comes back, gets a fair shot at it, all that good stuff. But they signed Jimmy G knowing for one reason or another, we're going to need him to play football this year. And even, and even furthermore, more evidence of that is what it seems to have come out of this contract that basically every game, if he plays at least 25% of the snaps in the game, he gets like 250000 and then he gets another hundred thousand if they win. So that's how they structure. Basically, okay, anytime that we need him, we'll pay him to be our guy for those games. And now we got to pay him to be the guy for 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 basically sixteen games, and we still not paying him what we were what we were on the hook for 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 him in the first place. So it's a win win. They knew it. I knew it. I told you, Jarvis. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to call in the bet on this one. Obviously, Trey got hurt. You know that is what it is. But Jimmy G is the quarterback, and your your team is in a better position to compete for a title this season. And at this point, I'm much happier that I did not execute a trade for Debo Samuel off my fantasy team because I was ready to let his ass go. Okay, I got you. Uh, I got you. I, that's, a, that's a rough one because I feel like, we okay, we know what they can do with Jimmy G, right? Uh, we also know that when it comes down to Jimmy G having to make that one play, and this this is the difference between Jimmy G with winning like two championships and and just being Jimmy G. Uh, he typically does not make that play, and we don't know if Trey Lance could have made that play, and we'll have to wait a year to find out. You know, hopefully we'll get a chance to find out. But I just think we've seen Jimmy G's ceiling, and I don't know if that's better or not. Maybe they'll win. They'll win more games than they would have with Trey Lance. That's possible. But I just don't know if we have seen I – mean, I don't know if they can go farther than they ever gone with Jimmy G. I don't, and, 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 I, and I think that the 49ers are the spot where they are looking to win a Super Bowl. If this is just a team just trying to win games and make the playoffs, then, yeah, I would say, yeah, that better with Jimmy G. But that's not the 49ers right now. They have Super Bowl aspirations, and I don't think Jimmy G is that guy. Just like I didn't, I didn't think Tannehill was that guy, and, and there's another, there's a, there's a list of quarterbacks who they can win you some games, but I don't know if they can win that game. And clearly, Jimmy G has not been that guy. Yeah. Uh... And to be so to be to be clear, I don't even necessarily disagree with that that uh, that assessment of Jimmy G. What I'm saying is, I have never seen Trey Lance. I didn't, I didn't think Trey Lance 
had it to be even the guy to win you some games to be able to get you to the big game. That I mean, that's that fair because, because, yeah, because none of us have seen it. And I, I really hate that we're all robbed of an opportunity to see that. Uh, so, you know, hopefully that guy makes a very, very speedy recovery. Yes. But I just, uh, I just, I don't know, I don't know how to answer that question because I don't think that better 44 to 49ers is necessarily better for the 49ers. Most of the teams, that's fine. You know, if you're the Cleveland Browns and you just want to win 10 games, cool. But like, or the Jets, I mean, I like use the Browns because they have a star quarterback, just can't play. Uh, but, uh, you know, for the 49ers, I don't know if that's, if that's better. He, he, he was not the starter for a reason. Because the 49ers know that they've reached that ceiling with him. Yeah, uh, it just look. Basically, both of you make very good valid points. But what we have to understand is the same reason why the Niners brought Trey Lance in. You know, they brought him in because Jimmy Garoppolo, and they'll tell you every time it's not because of how he played. It was just his inability of availability. And so we have to still, we still as Niner fans have to ask ourselves. Can we depend on Jimmy the whole season? Because he only missed week one. He came in and played a majority of week two, and he's got it the rest of the way. That's a full season for Jimmy. He's only done that twice. Well, no, he hadn't done it but once, and that was 2019. Did we get to the Super Bowl? Yes, we did. And But that's the ceiling probably for Jimmy Garoppolo, as Terrence was alluding to. I believe that it'll be a pretty decent season for the 49ers. Maybe we are better at this point this season with Jimmy under the center. I don't know. I didn't get to see what Trey could do, and I wish I could have. And this kind of, you know, yeah. all bets are off yeah. limits well, now. Well, Jarvis, know. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let's just kind of fast forward to the offseason. Let's say the Niners make the playoffs, lose a wild card game to the, I don't know, the, the not the Cowboys. I won't, I won't do you like that. <laughs> uh, what's another team in the NFC? Let's say they lose a wild card game or a first round game to the Eagles, right? Yeah. Uh, because I'm, I'm saying it because just looking at how the, the playoffs are lined up, the Eagles could be the number two seed, but still have to play a first round game. So Nick, I'm not down to your Eagles. I don't want you to make. I want to make it sound like I'm putting your Eagles in a wild card. Right. Uh, but let's I, just say I, they, I, they play I'll the. Worry Eagles. about that a little later. There you go. <laughs> we, we cross that bridge when you get to it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But let's just say they. Let's just say it's the playoffs. And first round, they lose to the Eagles, right? Uh-huh. And you're in the offseason. And, you know, the championship has been crowned, you know, it's free agency season. Are the 49ers in the Lamar Jackson uh, sweepstakes or any high-profile free agent quarterback sweepstakes? Well, it would depends on what free agent quarterbacks were available, and I'm not sure who that would be. But when you say Lamar yeah, Jackson. I don't, know, I don't know who's up contracts and shit. I think, I think most people have been signed. These quarterbacks are not leaving these teams. Right, right. Lamar might be the only high-profile quarterback that I think it's going to be Lamar. Lamar uh, I don't think the other guys are free agents, but it's, it's time for their contracts. And uh, Joe Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, obviously, I think those things are going to get those done. I mean, they're not, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, right. of course not. Um, yeah. I mean, you're you trying to, I guess, find that next tier guys that you think maybe could, could be something. Um and 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 I again and again, anybody that fits in there, maybe Baker Mayfield has a great season. And I mean, maybe yeah, or or well, no, no. Or maybe uh, Shanahan can finally get his hands on his on his protege, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> but wow. I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm, I guess my question is, if there if there is a guy available 
who they can sign for some years. I'm not talking about Tom Brady to come in for one year. Tom Brady better go home before he loses that woman. <laughs> go home, Tom. Yeah. I ain't trying to get in your business, but go home. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's, he's, he's going right after he wins that eight Super Bowl. He, he's he's right. ready. He's going right. to go. But look, the San Francisco 49ers are going to be fine. <laughs> I don't know exactly what they're going to do during the offseason. I would I would hope that they're just going to wait on Jimmy G, on uh, Trey Lance to come back healthy and no quarterback over his shoulder anymore. If anything, it's just an old veteran, you know, backup who is just what he is, a backup. And that's it. Uh, look, we were in a good situation, though. This is why it was a good thing to, to bring Jimmy back or to not let him go anywhere because of this right here. If we had released him, he'd be playing for somebody else right now, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And uh, like Pittsburgh, they definitely could use him right now, possibly Seattle. He would have been signed somewhere. We wouldn't have had him to go to right now. And uh, our season pretty much would have been over with. But we have him, and we know what he can do. I, I I agree. I think that he has reached his ceiling. But, again, that ceiling is high. It's the Super Bowl, but that's because of the team. And, you know, I'm still not I'm still not sure if our defense is as good as it was last year. Early, it's still early in the season. But I like what I saw yesterday, and I like what I saw from the secondary on yesterday. And, again, this is the Seattle Seahawks. I don't really know what to expect from the Seahawks offense. I think they still got some weapons, though. Tyler Lockett, he had 100 yards. D.K. Metcalf is still D.K. Metcalf. Um, you know, and you saw the running back last week. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Penny. So I mean, like yeah. they've still got some 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 talent. They they didn't look like it yesterday. They scored seven points, and that was off of a blocked field goal. So the Niners' defense is gonna take Jimmy as far as they can take him. The running game that is kind of questionable right now, though. Jimmy may have to throw the ball more than usual because we had another running back go down today or yesterday, Sunday. I mean, and. Uh, the rookie from LSU, Davis Price, is going to be out for a, at least a couple of games. Uh, uh, he done something to his ankle, uh, sore ankle. So, we just can't win for losing with these running backs. I wish we could get Trey Sermon back, Nick. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're needing him right about now. Uh, man, and I was talking ish. You know, like, man, we got so many running backs. We fine. Y'all can have it. That's exactly what I text, I believe. And, boy. I didn't know we were going to have this many injuries, but running back by committee. I think the Niners will be fine. I see 10 and 7 with Jimmy Garoppolo, possibly 11 and 6. You know, um, maybe even better than that because, you know, like right now I'm digging our outside uh, corners and um, Jimmy Ward is still out. You know, you know he, he's on IR, the short IR list. So we won't have him until after week four. We gonna, we're going to be even better on defense. Look, Jimmy's going to be Jimmy, man. And. You know, like, realistically, no, I do not think he can win us a Super Bowl. I do not. I think that was Trey is in, in in the area for. That's what he's in the Bay Area for, to get us further than what he could do. He could make bigger plays, more plays. Jimmy Garoppolo missed Sammy Gray. Missed Sammy. What's, damn, what's his damn name? No, I'm thinking about the other rookie. Um, Danny. Danny Gray, he missed him twice on deep routes, but – you know, he probably wouldn't have got it to him accurately anyway on the deep on the deep ball. Mm-hmm. But that's a fast rookie who running like a four three uh speed out of SMU. And uh Trey was gonna really hook up with him a lot this season. I was looking forward to it while Debo does what he does underneath and Iuk as well. And um Kittle when he gets back, Kittle still has been out as well. So the Niners will be fine, man. You know, it's just that when we get to that part to where the Niners have to go to Philadelphia or they have to go to Green Bay or they have to go 
who am I kidding? We can beat any of those teams in their stadiums. But if they stop the run, Jimmy G starts looking like a deer in headlights because he knows it's all on him and he can't get that done. Now, if it's not real, if this game is rigged, scripted, as I sometimes say on this show, then Jimmy is going to go pretty damn far just to prove his doubters like myself wrong. But the only way you can really prove me wrong is to give him the whole damn Super Bowl championship, like win it. And then, hey, I would love to be wrong because we would be Super Bowl champions. So it's a win-win for me. But I really do hate it for Trey, man. I know that's the name of the game, but I hate it for him. Linebacker Dre Greenlaw with the San Francisco 49ers also got a two-year extension. He's been playing his butt off. He deserved it. The Niners still finding a way to save money and still keep everybody paid, you know, the homegrown talent from within. All right, so sad to hear about Trey. Jimmy's back. Nick says we're a much better team. Speaking of a much better team, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. They snapped out on Monday Night Football against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, The Buffalo Bills snapped out on the Tennessee Titans. But first, let's talk about this upset. The Dallas Cowboys and the Cincinnati Bengals, Cooper Rush, hanging with Mr. Cooper Rush, beat the Bengals in a week two game. And 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 Terrence was right for calling that. And, yeah, me and Nick, we didn't go with the Cowboys. Of course not. I said, sorry, Cooper, but I just can't do it right now. And um, But I did say that the Cowboys were not a bad team, and I thought their defense is still good. I thought that it's the strength of the team, and I think that if Pollard got the ball more, they could be just fine without Dak, and they should probably look for more talent and replace him. Anyway, what did they do on Sunday? They got more out of Pollard. He had big plays. The defense was good. Micah Parsons may be the best defensive player in the league, you know, and this is his second year. That Bengals offensive line, I don't know what to say. But long story short, the Cowboys win, and – I'm going to keep saying this until Dak proves me wrong. As soon as he goes down, the Cowboys get a victory. That's the same offense, the same receivers that Dak played with last week. And, yeah, I know that was against the Buccaneers defense, but, man, the the Bengals was just in the Super Bowl last year. So they're no chopped liver. I'm going to say it until he proves me wrong. Dak is what's holding the Cowboys back. Guys, what's your take (laughs) on that game? This thing is so close to – if it doesn't fit, you must have quit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, man, you know what? Sometimes you get backups that come in, and they know the offense so well that they just run the offense. And, and you know what? If they can just run the offense, limit their mistakes, play some good defense, and it's just enough. And yesterday – it was just enough. You know, I, I didn't think of the Cowboys to win. I didn't think they were going to be enough. I didn't think it was going to be like a blowout. Uh, but I legitimately thought that they could pull off just enough plays and to be good on defense because that Cincinnati O-line is terrible. I saw TJ, TJ White get anything he wanted to get off them, and I knew that Michael Parsons would be able to do something similar, similar as TJ White did. And uh, it's just they, they got to fix that. If they don't fix that, listen, you can't – they have been fortunate to be even in – have even been in these ball games late. That won't always be the case. Mm-hmm. And you got a quarterback back there that you, that you 
you you want to keep around for a little while. Hmm. Well, let him take a lot. Let him take many more hits like he's been taking this year. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you're man. Gonna be, you're you're gonna be hoping your backup would come in and do just enough. That's right, Nick. Yeah, yeah, man. Look, I I gotta apologize to the to the gambling public, man. I I told a lot of people that I think I quoted that this would be the biggest baptism of the weekend. And uh, <laughs> are you a believer, Nick? You did. That's that was did. not the case. I, uh, nope. Uh, that was that was blasphemous, apparently. So I I apologize. I I, I have to eat crow and and all of that good stuff. So it was it was not what I expected at all. I mean, and uh, you know, it's just as you said, Terrence. A big part of it was the fact that Michael Parsons got whatever he wanted. You know, he had two sacks, four tackles, five hits on the quarterback. Uh, you know, Joe Burrow got sacked six times. I mean, the offensive line is doing him no favors. Uh, Cooper Rush showed up and, and played a good game. Uh, and so when you get that, you know, and just like you said, Terrence, you know, you get a guy that's been in the system, that knows that knows the system, and he can't, he went in and he ran the system. Nothing, you know, incredibly spectacular. 19-31, 235, a touchdown. You know, that's a nice game. That's not a, that's not a knock-your-socks-off game, but you'll definitely take that from your backup quarterback. And that's uh, so, you know, he, 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 earned, he earned his paycheck this week. That's right. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Hey, I hear you. I see you, Rush. How about them Cowboys? They got them a win, yeah. and here we go. Next week, Monday Night Football, the one-and-one one Cowboys with Cooper Rush and the hot, the hot New York Giants, Saquon Barkley and company. Man, that's going to be a good one. But now let's finish some of these games. Uh, Tampa Bay and New Orleans, that was a crazy game. It got wild. It was a scuffle, you know, like Mike Evans is now suspended for one game because yeah. of, um, you know, him and his, the altercation that he had with Marshawn Lattimore or he really just, just came onto the field and just really just 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 pushed the hell out of him. Like, what's, what's going on? They've been into it before. This is something that's still going on. Jameis Winston was a buccaneer, and he got into it with um, – well, no, 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 no. Where was he? I saw a highlight where he was a buccaneer and he got into it with some saint. I guess that was – no, that was – uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was uh, the corner, uh, Marshawn Lattimore then. And now he's his teammate. But now he's into it with Mike Evans once again. It was just a brawl. Tom Brady was on his team's ass. I mean, he was chewing everybody the hell out. And then all of a sudden, we had a few calls that went one way. You can determine on which way that went. And the Buccaneers found life. And then it was all over after that. I'm not going to say Jameis didn't have a bad fourth quarter or a bad second half. It looked like he was starting to force things like, you know what the hell with this, man. After the scuffle, you could just see it just seemed like he really wanted to get in their ass. He wanted to rip them a new one. He wanted to tear them up. And I think he wanted it so bad he was turning the ball over or not completing enough passes. And, you know, these guys were trying too hard. They didn't keep it they didn't mix it up. It was pretty much just, hey, shotgun, just backyard football, let's go. You know, run whatever you want to run, I'm going to hit you. We're going to score. We're going to drive. We're going we're gonna to run and gun, let's go. And that didn't work out. But it was a lot of calls that the Buccaneers got in their favor, and that what led, that's what led to the lead that the Buccaneers got. Guys, uh, what did you take from this game? Because at first it was like, man, this is so close. This is a tight, good division game. I don't know what to think. Uh, as far as who's the better team in this division, and then the Buccaneers kind of got you know ran away from it. So, what's your take on yeah. it on on this game? 
Yeah, my uh, second I mean, one is that I was, I was, I was very disappointed in Jameis. I mean, I, I hate to say it. I, I really, you know, I mean, I think, you know, I said it on, on previous shows and how hopeful him this year. You know, I was looking at, at the Saints to be a, a real Super Bowl contender and definitely to win the NFC South. And, uh, and not to say that I, that I still don't think that they could do that. Um, but yes, but Sunday certainly was not a, a step in the right direction for them in terms of trying to accomplish that. Uh, you know, they just, especially in the fourth quarter, James didn't look like the uh, the same quarterback that we saw in the fourth quarter in week one. You know, that, that guy showed up and, and threw for 200 plus yards, two touchdowns in the fourth quarter where his team needed it. And this week he shows up and throws three picks in, in nine plays or whatever it was. It was, it was crazy, you know, and, and there were definitely some, a couple of, a uh, couple of calls. I think I sent a text to you guys. Uh, to Jarvis specifically about you know his thoughts on on how some of these things work and how there may be some evidence for that uh, in this game. But at any rate, uh, you know it, it's uh, it was overall a disappointing game for the Saints. Uh, no Alvin Kamara, you know that that does kind of change the, the dynamic of your offense somewhat. Uh, but even still, that performance was not something I expected from them. And uh, you know they got some work to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know. You can football is, is kind of a very unique game where you can, you know, you have to account for weather and, and injuries and uh, you know home field advantage and how somebody's turf might be, how somebody, how the lighting in the stadium might be, like all of that can play into a part. But you don't really take into a take into account like scuffles and fights and players getting ejected and, and the, the the mood that could that could change the, the mood change that could happen after that happens and. You know the the impact of a player. You know Mike Evans being being suspended is, is it's a big deal. Uh, so you have to take that into account for next week. Expect for Julio to come back and have, have a game of a lifetime, though. You heard it here first. But anyway, um, yeah, that's that's a rough one because you know when I when I picked Tampa to win, last thing I thought was oh they don't have a fight and this fight will lead to Tampa you know kind of getting reignited. Everything that happened after that, so I, I I don't want to take credit for this, man. It's just not something that that's that's not football. That's uh, not something that I even consider happening uh, when I was thinking about that. But those teams clearly don't like each other, so you know we can expect it again when they do play, and then we can expect it, and maybe even a playoff game out of those two. Who knows? Yeah, uh, I, I won't clown Jameis too hard though for uh, his play. I think that the Saints will be okay, honestly. And and Tampa might just be I think Tampa's defense is, is by the end of the season we'll know that Tampa's defense might be I don't want to say in the league by itself, but it, it's 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 really good, clearly. Yeah, they're kinda of getting back to the Super Bowl year in twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh everybody was raving about how everybody on the defense and the offense is coming back returning for the twenty twenty one season. And not that they didn't have a good season, but it, the defense wasn't quite as good as it was in twenty twenty. Now it seems like they're kind of back to form. Ty Bowles, he got he has the keys now. He's the head coach, putting a little bit more emphasis on the defense. Probably who knows? And Byron Left was just, hey, I got the offense. I'll take it from here. We got it. Me and Tom got it. And you know, hey, they struggled. The Saints' defense is no joke. I've been saying that. It was proven to be true up until the last, the fourth there, the last few minutes of the fourth where it really got out of hand. But. Uh, yeah, the Saints, they kind of mm-hmm. lost this game, I think, more than the Buccaneers wanted, and the refs had a lot to do with it. There were like three different times, or two times at least, for sure, that the Buccaneers, well, that the Saints stopped the Buccaneers, and um, they kept getting chance after chance, and that chance after chance turned into a touchdown, and then an interception that was said to be dropped 
or not intercepted, I mean, turned into another field goal for Tampa Bay. So, I mean, you know, like everything just worked in their favor after that. The Saints are good, though. I'm not worried about them. Jameis Winston just needs to calm down before everybody starts to say, hey, we told you, there's that 30-30 guy again. They just can't wait to see it. Um, moving on, we had so many more of the crazy games. Uh, the Detroit Lions are what I thought they may be, better than what people are giving them credit for. They snapped and they got a win. And I was like, wait a minute now, Philly, Philly's supposed to be a good team this year. They had to put up 38 points against the Detroit Lions, and the Lions still put up 35. They would not die. I knew then, hey, this is more than a little bit of that hard knocks Kool-Aid I'm drinking. The Lions are not bad, and they beat a good defensive, a solid defensive team in the Washington Commanders and kind of started off, really jumped on them quick and ran away. Uh, the, the Lions are looking good, uh, but we won't be on them long. Just just wanted to shot that out. They won. The Giants won again. Baker Mayfield. Just I've lost all trust and faith in them. I've got nothing else. Um, again, like you've got to win some games, man, and you, if you, you didn't do it. Giants win. They're 2-0 in the NFC East. Uh, what else we got? Uh, the the Indianapolis Colts, and I don't want to be long on this at all, but the Colts are oh, 0, <laughs> they, they are 0-1-1, and that's not bad. It's just week two. But what's it, what is bad is that they are losing these games pretty bad. And Sunday against the Jaguars, they didn't even score a point. Uh, I just want to ask you guys quickly here. And, again, I understand that we don't know what Carson Wentz is going to do in Washington with the commanders. I have no idea. And I, I'm, I'm pretty much done with him, too. But Matt Ryan and the Colts I thought would be much better. And it's just week two, so I'm not trying to overreact. But, guys, did the Colts make a mistake in trading for Matt Ryan? Should they have stuck with Carson or went for someone else? I don't think it's going to matter who's that quarterback for that team. Something, something, something is not right with the offense. Uh, maybe it's the playmakers around them. That's maybe, maybe we kind of overrated or something. Mm-hmm. But man, they, they, they got to do better than that. I don't, I don't think Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan uh, would, would make a difference. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz probably wouldn't make a difference. Uh, you know, maybe you know somebody better than that. You know, maybe we could see. Uh, not that there was somebody much better than that that was that was potentially available to them. Um, I think there was some flirtation with them and Aaron Rodgers, so maybe if they had pulled that off. But, um, you know, whether or not you think that was ever real, that Aaron Rodgers was going to leave, that'd be another story. Uh, that being said, um, you know, the Colts are, 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 I would say, somewhat surprisingly bad. I think a lot of people had them um, as kind of the clear favorites in the AFC South. And uh, so now to be, you know, 0-1-1, not only on the season, but in their division, having played the the, uh, the Texans and then now the, the Jags back-to-back, uh, you know, it's, it's not a good start for them. Um, you know, maybe there'll be a team that catches fire later on in the season, but uh, the Jaguars, you know, definitely look strong uh, on Sunday. Uh, not only to win the game, but to, to blank them at 24 nothing. I mean, that's, uh, that's impressive. Okay. Also, note the Jaguars' immediate turnaround as soon as they got rid of Urban Meyer and got a real coach in. <laughs> yeah, well, Urban had to go. Yeah, I, I just, I, I mean, you know, maybe it's a coincidence. I doubt it, uh, but maybe it's just week two again, uh, and we don't know how bad the Colts are. Like the Jaguars may still be trash. The Colts just might not be far from it. Not really sure yet, but I will say this: 
we don't know what to expect from the Jaguars, and I don't think that's much for most of us. The Colts, it looks like what you guys are saying, it, they need more than just a quarterback. And the Titans just got blew out. They're not the same Titans. I'm going to tell you something, guys. Davis Mills in the Houston Texans, they kept this guy. They didn't go for Jimmy Garoppolo or anybody. They stuck with this guy. And I know they haven't won a game yet. They have not won a game yet this season. They are 0-1-1, but that's not bad. You know, they just need to get a win and get in the win column. That defense by Lovey Smith, I've been saying this for a few episodes here lately. That defense is good. They almost beat the Denver Broncos in Denver on Sunday. And, like, honestly, they still can get a few wins here, and they're not behind much. I mean, nobody in the AFC South has proven to be dominant at all yet in the first two weeks of the NFL season. Uh, but that's just AFC South talk. Uh, let's keep it moving. All of the rest of the Sunday games, I would say, what are we missing on the Sunday game? Green Bay got back to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers frustrated early. You know you know how it goes. But then they got it together a little bit. Lazard, uh, Cobb, they got in the groove of things. Chicago Bears, they're just not quite ready yet. Uh, but it was, it, it was good to still watch Justin Fields and see what he's about, but he just needs more help. And uh, But Montgomery, had a, he had himself a game. Man, uh, just they just need to run the ball more, and just I would say, and just try to make you know third and shorts. Maybe you can move the chains. You got Justin Fields and his athleticism. And, man, he's good off play action and all those things, but they're just not ready yet. It doesn't seem. The Green Bay Packers, they're going to get it together. We all know Aaron Rodgers is going to find a way to get wins and they're going to get better. I just wish he stopped doing all of the, all the bad body language and the, the shoulder shrugs and the, just the disappointment looks that he has in his teammates when things aren't going good. Stop doing that stuff on camera. Like we get what you're doing AR. And this is the reason why a lot of people don't like you, you know, like I can't keep taking up for stuff like this anymore. AR, you know, I get what you're doing. Like, Oh, these guys suck. You know, like I know I'm y'all know I'm good, right? This ain't me. You know, like stop it. You don't have to, you don't have to do that. And then all of a sudden, it's just all good when, when we score touchdowns and we win. But the Packers are back for now. They're one and one, and uh, they get a win over the Chicago Bears, as they always do. Uh, now, I think that's pretty much it for the Sunday games. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, what are we leaving out? Jets uh, who- had a nice comeback over the yeah. Uh, Browns. Yeah, the Jets the beat Cardinals the Browns. Had a nice comeback over the Raiders. That was a surprising one for me as well. And that, that was a crazy ending. Okay, let's talk about the Cardinals and Raiders then real quick. The, the, Terrence was right about the Jets, though. They beat the Browns. I just don't want to waste any time on either one of those teams. Uh, the, Bra- <laughs> the, the Browns the Browns dropped the ball there, though, because that's a game that they should have won, and that hurts them and Deshaun Watson when he comes back because that's they, they should be 2-0. But anyway, yeah, they lost to the Jets. And uh, Robert Salah, he said, hey, man, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking those receipts, and he started collecting. Thanks to Flacco. I guess he's. I guess he still has a little gas left in the tank. But anyway, yeah, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury has came out of my mouth quite often here on the Great Debate Show. Whether good or bad, I've kind of put them on a hot seat for the second season in a row here to say, "Hey, we're waiting." If you're supposed to be so good, so innovative, so such an offensive guru or genius, even though you didn't have a winning record in college, show me what you got. Kyler Murray's without DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, a few more people. And he found a way on Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders. 
So I've got two questions about this. Glad you brought it up, Nick, because I was ready to get to the Monday night game so we can get out of here. But this game here, what did Calamari prove to you? Because I'm going to say it real quick. If Calamari can play like this on a weekly basis, I don't give a damn if you watch any film or not, bro. That's just me. You know the whole thing about him not watching enough film. Put it in the contract. I will take it out. I, 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 have, I, don't, I don't have a problem with him not watching any film if he's going to play like that. But uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals, I've got a thing for them this season. I've explained why. They can still get this thing going. And if they can just keep their head above the water, by the time DeAndre Hopkins comes back, A.J. Green is still there. They have Zach Ertz. They will be okay. Hollywood Brown, this guy just doesn't know how to get sacked or get tackled. He just he just hard to stop. He just moves around. He just keeps these plays alive. And it was it was unbelievable what he done yesterday. But does yeah. this does this kind of does this kind of like I don't know what am I trying to ask? How do I want to ask this? Does this kind of tell you what you need to know about Arizona, or is it just one game? And and second of all, what does this mean about Derek Carr? Josh McDaniels and the Raiders as they lose again and they now start 0-2 with all the high expectations they had. Nick, I'll let you start off because it seems like you wanted to say something. You got the floor. Yeah, man, this was wild to me. Like I said, I, of course, I, I didn't get to really watch it myself, but um, but what I saw, it was like the, the Raiders ran off, you know, 17 straight or 20 straight. The Cardinals kicked, uh, scored a touchdown. Raiders spun with a field goal and then, and then the Cardinals turn around and run off you know, another 23 unanswered to win the game. Um, I was I was disappointed, you know, looking at the Raiders. Uh, you know, I've, I've been one that's definitely been, you know, like a lot of people to the horn of Devontae Adams and saying, hey, this guy's the best receiver in the league. You know, him going to join a guy like Derek Carr, who is his college quarterback, and, uh, you know, obviously is a good player, a good quarterback in the league now. You know, these guys can really, you know, do some things. And uh, Devontae Adams certainly did not have the game that I expected out of him. Uh, Derek Carr, obviously, you know, he had a pretty pretty good game, statistically speaking. Um, but to not be able to get it done in that situation is uh, disappointing. I was really more disappointed in the Raiders than I was just so much impressed with the Cardinals. Um, certainly, it was, a, it was a good win for the Cardinals, good win for Kyler Murray, because uh, I've also been one that's been very critical of him. Um, but this doesn't necessarily just pull my opinion on them uh, just too far in a positive direction. You know, I've seen where he does have talent. Um, I've seen where he's had some good games, but I just I don't have faith in him long term uh, at this point. Yeah, you've called him so, overrated, uh, you know, haven't you? You've called him overrated, so haven't you? Haven't you used the word overrated? I, I did. Okay, I, I said that. Okay, yeah. Right. So, I mean, I, just I'm, not, I'm not backing off that. I mean, like I said, he 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 has the talent and the capability to have some great games. But I did, but you know, kind of the way you look at Jimmy G and say, hey, this is the play, this is, he hit his plateau. You know, I, I don't think the the plateau for Kyler Murray is much higher than what we've seen to this point. You know, maybe a, a, a second-round playoff exit. Uh, maybe, uh, depending on how long you keep him around, maybe an NFC Championship game at one point. Uh, but, you know, I, I just don't see it in him. Uh, I don't see it with him and Cliff Kingsbury together, certainly. And so, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a flash in the pan more than anything to me. Right. Gotcha. Hey, uh, Nick, I'm kind of with you. I'm, I'm more disappointed in, in, in uh, Las Vegas than I am. Uh, and I was happy about Arizona's performance because if you have to come down from that many points down, something went wrong somewhere in the game. And uh, you know, it's always good to come back, but you know, it could have been a situation where Las Vegas could have still won that game. Hunter Redfro fumbled twice in overtime. And of course, one of those ended up being just uh, 
ended up being a straw that broke the camel's back or, or, or some other kind of cliche analogy that, that signifies what happened. So I'm, I'm very much more disappointed at Las Vegas than I am uh, excited about Arizona. I think the jury is still out on Tyler Murray's ceiling, though, because I think Tyler Murray, if he can figure out how to be consistent later in the season, will be fine. I think his problem is just that he just tapered off some most of the time. He tapers off before the the playoffs even get here. So I think the jury is still out on his on his ceiling, and I'm and I'm excited to see him maybe go to the next level. Because listen, out of all the quarterbacks, I think he's got more weapons than anybody once DeAndre Hopkins gets back. If he's still that guy, you know, you, if you got DeAndre Hopkins and, and Hollywood Brown, and Hollywood Brown, and still have AJ Green, you still have Zach Ertz. And even uh, uh, the running back out of the backfield, uh, Connor out of the backfield, that is a pretty good lineup of weapons for Kyle Murray to use. So he can't, he doesn't have those excuses at all. Right. So we'll see where we'll see where he goes. But I mean, kudos to them on getting a tough win. But Las Vegas has got to be better than that. Yeah, and uh, we also forgot to mention that. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots did exactly what Vegas said they would do. They went into Pittsburgh and they beat them. Me and Nick couldn't see it happening. We were wrong. I don't know if Terrence picked the Steelers or the uh, Patriots or not. I picked, but... I picked the Patriots because I just did not trust Trubisky's offense. Oh, okay, I got you. Well, we were all in the same uh, – well, okay, okay, yeah. Well, you you got it, and we we thought that Trubisky or not, the defense is still good, and we didn't know what the hell the Patriots had going on. But uh, – Hey, Bill Belichick said, hey, man, don't forget about me now. What happened to Triple B's? So, Bill Belichick, biatch, he got him a dub. Congrats. Patriots won. Um, Trubisky, he's not the answer at all, and we definitely have to get William Jones on. I don't think we have to wait any longer in the season to pretty much confirm that Trubisky just can't get them any points on the board, man. He can't. He's he's not doing anything either. So, um, moving. And I I just got to say, too, Uh part of it is Trubisky. Part of it is that offensive system. It is not conducive to explosiveness. Mm-hmm. Well, Deontay Johnson. There is a, a dink and dunk system. Yeah. Deontay Johnson looks pretty good. Uh, they just. They have good playmakers. They have, they have And they've got Claypool, and I like Claypool. Claypool is but the. That is a dink and dunk system. Yeah. Well, they I'm gotta, not a huge fan of Claypool. They got to like stop Deontay dinking. Johnson. I'm not a huge fan of Claypool. I like what I saw yesterday from Deontay. And they got the young guy of Georgia, right? You said what? Oh, Pickens. And they've got the young guy out of Georgia, too, right? Is it Pickens? Pickens, yeah. Yeah, yeah, George Pickens, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, right. look. Pittsburgh can draft receivers very well. Unfortunately, I've had to find that out too many times over the past 10, 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, their offense, their system that they're running, is not good. It is, it, it, And I think that was part of Big Ben's problem last year and the year before that because uh, he complained a lot when they, when they first installed that system, if I'm not mistaken. But that is a dink and dunk system. It is not designed for big plays down the field, and that shows. Yeah, well, they need to do something. I mean, whenever they're ready for Pickett to come in and play, uh, I'm sure still the fans will be ready to see what he's got because I think we already kind of know about Trubisky. Um, but moving on, uh, there's pretty much that pretty much nothing else left for Sunday's games other than. Um, some questions that I'm going to wait till later on in the season to ask. If Jerry Goff continues to do what he's doing right now in, in Detroit, and he's still playing good football, kind of makes you wonder, like, hmm, 
Should did Sean McVay get a little impatient with him? I know Stafford got him a Super Bowl immediately, but Jerry Goff has a lot more years in the tank, we think, than Stafford because he's much younger. I don't know. But, hey, let's see what the Detroit Lions do. Let's see what the Rams do as the season progresses. Uh, I don't know if the Rams are getting back to their, their normal sales or not. Uh, they may be getting everything together. But they let the Atlanta Falcons hang around in that game. And um, eh, I don't know if the Super Bowl champions, the defense you have, I don't know if they should have just hung around or came back like they did. That's Marcus Mariota we're talking about. But Ramsey made a hell of an interception in the end zone and pretty much sealed the deal on that game. But the Falcons got came back and got in that game. I made a wild, bold prediction and picked the Falcons, but they almost proved me right. So I don't know if the Falcons have gotten their act together. I mean, the Rams have gotten their act together just yet. So I just wonder, did the Rams give up on Jerry Goff too soon? We'll find out. There were boo birds in Denver uh, on Sunday, and I'm wondering if John Elway made the wrong hiring for the head coach because that guy just seems like he doesn't get it. It was I can't coach. It was so bad. And, again, it's just week two. Yeah, it's, 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 it's rough right now. It is. It was so bad that the fans were counting the play clock down for the offense. And we're talking about Russell Wilson, at quarterback. Like, I don't understand what's going on. I didn't see much of that game, I'm not going to lie. Trying to watch two and three games at the same time, especially the Niners. Um, I, I can't tell you everything play for play, but it just looks like the Broncos are really struggling here. And they're not starting off the season the way I – uh, predicted them to. But it's just week two. But, yeah, they definitely uh, need to get better. Clock management, coaching, everything just seems to be pretty bad. And uh, they're, they're suffering a few injuries too, man. I think Judy may be down. Not sure if it's serious or not. He's day-to-day. Patrick Sertain is day-to-day. Uh, and they host the 49ers on Sunday Night Football uh, for week three. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, what else was that? What else? What else? What else? I think that's about it. So, guys, let's hurry. Let's jump into the Monday games real quick. The Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo Bills. The Titans got blew out. The Bills are good. We know the Bills are good. <laughs> that, that's the synopsis of the game. That's the pl- Titans got blown out. The Bills are good. I don't think anybody can say anything different. <laughs> I don't think so either. The only thing I want to add to that is it must have been real bad. And disappointing for Titan fans to watch their team get dragged in Buffalo while watching A.J. Brown in Philadelphia be at the same time. who he is simultaneously. As that was, it was all going on at the same on damn time. On split screen. On split screen. I know that had to feel terrible. John Robinson, GM of the Titans, shame on you. Because, like, there's really not a lot to show for for what you got in return for giving up A.J. Brown. And he's on another screen tearing it up for another team. Uh, but that's it for the Bills and Titans. What have I been saying about number one receivers the whole time we've been doing this show? Man, we've been saying it all along, man. I mean, and again, the Stephon Diggs, the Stephon Diggs thing worked out. I, I will admit. I mean, look, he's he's tearing it up in Buffalo, but Justin Jefferson, it, 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 both sides. it seems to work out for both sides. It took a year. It's got to be like the fairest trade I think I've seen in, a, in a quite a long time. In, in life. <laughs> Probably so. But this here, it's like the Titans were banking on that as well, but – and we don't know yet. Burks, he, he, we don't know yet. It's just week two. But, again, to see A.J. in Philly and to see your team getting swamped and it's like, man, we really could use A.J. tonight. I know that's that's, that's a bad feeling, but I'm not throwing any shade toward that rookie, Drake, Trey Burks. He may be good. And it, it did take year two for us to just say, okay, yeah, Justin's definitely that guy. But uh, here we are. We'll see how he looks next year, the rest of this year. But before we move on to the Eagles game, Nick, and I'm going to let you start with it, 
uh, Malik Willis did come into that game uh, when even though it was over with. They brought Malik Willis in, and you know Vrabel is going to say, "Well, the game was over. Don't want to risk an injury to my starting quarterback." He wants to see what he has in Malik Willis, and guys, it's coming. I I predicted around week eight. I think he let us know on Monday Night Football it's not going to be that long, just depending on what the Titans' record looks like. But they are zero and two, and they gotta they gotta get it together. He if he throws a few picks on the next game, he will be he will be getting pulled, and it will be. It'll be lights out for him in Nashville. Uh, Eagles and Vikings. I thought this game would be much more competitive than what it was, but I was very, very dead wrong. Uh, I got so much to say about the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, but, Nick, I'm going to let you start off with it's your team. You've got the floor. You are 2-0, and and um, the Vikings are 1-1. One one. What did you get out of the Monday night football watching your Eagles in primetime? So I think I'm going to surprise a lot of people when I come on here and say that uh, I think the Eagles need to be considered among the class of the NFC, um, considered a team that, that may end up being the number one seed in the NFC, and is a legit contender for the Super Bowl because of the, the maturation of the arm and the brain of Jalen Hurts. I am happy to be wrong because going into this season, I, I think I've said previously that you know I hadn't had a lot of faith in Jalen Hurts. I didn't really see, you know, the the quarter him becoming the the field general and and the traditional pocket quarterback, uh, at least to the extent that we need him to be, along with his athleticism. And in two games, I mean, he he, you know, not only has he shown that he's a legit candidate candidate in the MVP race. I mean, if you look at a him, a Josh Allen, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Tua Tagovailoa, if we're being honest about it. Um, you know, these are guys that, if, uh, all with the exception of Lamar, have the teams that two and no are, you know, tops in the league and passing at this point. Uh, and, you know, just really, you know, really being playmakers and distributors out there. And so, uh, I'm, I'm definitely happy to report that. I have nothing else to add. T? Uh, man, I don't, I don't really have anything as far as, far as like, I think the Eagles are going to be a really dangerous team this year. And this is kind of along the lines of what I kind of predicted. When we recall we had the debate on which quarterback and receiver duo will, will be the best. I, I think that that's right now a unanimous Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. But on, on the NFC side, man, uh, it, it does appear that uh, Hurst has developed a very, very good relationship with A.J. Brown. I thought it would be Devontae Smith since they already had a rapport and have been there already before, but... Uh, he has very, very much developed that connection with A.J. Brown, and it looks to be very dangerous. I do still think that Devontae Smith will come on later and have some very big games because A.J. Brown just requires so much attention. But, man, those guys are dangerous all around the ball, and they are dangerous all around the defense, and they are just flat-out dangerous. Good luck oh, playing the Eagles this so year. definitely got his tonight. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, I was going to say that. He had a good game tonight now. Yeah, he definitely bounced back. Uh, I'll be very, I'll be as quick as possible then. Uh, everything that you guys just said, uh, I don't think that's, that's nothing bold. That's not a bold statement or anything about it. Uh, if you watch, it's everything that you said earlier, Nick. The Philadelphia Eagles definitely uh, look like a top NFC team. And that's probably what I'm putting up on the social media tomorrow. Like, can the Eagles win the NFC? And we'll see what everybody thinks. Uh, you know, with that debate, 
uh, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, just type in the great debate show and you can get in on some of the interesting debates that we have, uh, daily, weekly on, on the book, Facebook, Twitter, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Eagles are good, man. My, I never said they were not good. The only thing that I questioned was Jalen Hurts. Nick is your quarterback and you question them too. So it's okay. Right. I didn't know for sure. I haven't seen a lot of games said, from him. I say this as well. The defensive MVP of that game was Darius Slay. He put these straps on Justin Jefferson. He, he did. did. He did. And he I'm, put the absolute clamps on that boy. He did. And I'm Kirk not, Cousin was just throwing to him, throwing his direction and praying. Darius Slay should have had like five interceptions. Yeah. He ended up with two. He should he should have had like five. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised that happened because they were showing Justin Jefferson so much during pregame. So, so much. Like, damn, is, are the Eagles playing? I mean, like, are they not going to show the other team? And it was just for him to lay a rotten egg because, yeah, he didn't do much. And th that was thanks to Slay. He was all over the field. I think he traveled all over the field with him, right? And so, yeah. For the most part, yeah. For the most part, yeah. Good game by Slay. Looks like he's been rejuvenated. I wondered about that. I didn't know if you all were a little old in the secondary or a mixture of old and youth. I didn't know. The D-line, how good is it still? Fletcher Cox is getting up there in the age. But, man, that defense looks good from front to back. Front seven, secondary, I don't see a problem. And then you've got Jalen Hurts coming on the field with an offense now where you've added A.J. Brown. And it took a while for A.J. to get him some. Devontae was eating, though, early and often. But um, he's got the weapons. He's got Miles Sanders in the backfield. There's really nothing they cannot do. I would like to see the deep pass a little more, even though he did hit uh, Devontae early, and it was a bomb. But, I mean. No, he, had, uh, he had Quiz Watkins with the for the touchdown. Watkins. Watkins, that's right. That's who that was. But it was just kind of more like a, I can chunk it. Nobody, I mean, they let him go. He chunked it. It could have been still inaccurate. So I'll give him credit. I'm not trying to discredit him for that pass. It's just I would like to see more. Now he took another shot at A.J. A.J. didn't, uh, you know, he didn't even uh, get behind the corner. So he couldn't get separation and the ball was, it was, now that was inaccurate. But that's a good thing because, again, A.J. wasn't open. So i like to see more on the deep ball. But, I mean, that did look pretty good. And, that, like, they really didn't punt uh, for the most part. Not much. Uh, the Eagles look good. The only thing I can say about this game is that the Minnesota Vikings defense, like they stayed in a two-shell defense like their entire game. They made no adjustments. So it was kind of like, okay, Jalen looks good, but like they didn't throw anything different at him. They didn't hit him with the kitchen sink. Uh, nothing. They didn't really – a hammer or not, they didn't chunk anything at him. So, like, they didn't disguise anything. There was no different looks. It's like, whew. well, I know I said they would slip a little bit with Zimmer being gone, but the offense would be so much better with the offensive coach. It would probably, you know, outweigh that. And, no, not tonight because Kirk Cousins couldn't get it going because they were getting blue out the water so quick he had to throw more. So there's no Dalvin Cook. He was basically a non-factor because of that, and uh, he just couldn't get going. But the Eagles defense has a lot to do with that still. Uh, I don't have anything to say, man, other than watch out, NFC. The NFC is not that strong anyway anymore this season. And other than my Niners, and uh, and again, if we keep losing people with injuries, we will not uh, be in that category, in that, in that topic, just a playoff team. We don't know what to think about Green Bay. We know they'll come around. They'll be all right. But, I mean, 
if the Rams get their act together, yeah, they're still probably the best in the conference, but we don't necessarily know that. Philly looks the best so far in these two weeks. And again, I can't believe I'm saying this right now, but the surprising teams and the better looking teams as far as defense and like who can actually win games in the winter time from what I see right now. I can't believe I'm saying it, but man, the Eagles can win in January anywhere. The Dallas Cowboys defense can win in a few stadiums right now in the postseason if they can just get, you know, the quarterback thing straight. And Dak is coming back, but I just think he's holding them back. And then you've got the Giants, who are undefeated right now. The NFC is not looking bad at all right now. And so, yeah, the Eagles definitely could be good. They they are good, and they are dangerous. I think they're going to be a problem. And I'm saying that because I see that Jalen Hurts is the man. Good ball placement, good accuracy on the short to intermediate routes. He has that, knows when to run, very smart, knows how to get down, and he avoids getting hit. So, yeah, man, I like it. He's a very uh, uh, chilled guy, uh, you know, pretty cool. And uh, I, I have nothing else to say, man, but uh, congrats, Nick. This is going to be a good season for you, it looks like it, barring any major injuries, man. Y'all are definitely Jayla, on to something. Jalen Hurts is everything the Cowboys want Dak Prescott to be. Yeah, I would say that. Ooh. Okay, okay. So, are you know what? I thought about this on the other day, and I'm glad I'm, I'm, I saved it for now. When Dak, when Dak Prescott's career is over, Dak is going to end up being, and I want to make sure that this is not offensive. I'm just looking at the the way his stats are looking. Dak is going to end up being the white, the black Drew Bledsoe. Hmm. A whole lot of yards for nothing. How about the, you think Cooper Rush is fitting Tom Brady? Is that, is that where we're going with this? No, but his Tom Brady might be on the way. He did do some Tom Brady-ish uh, stuff on Sunday against the Bengals. I'm not going to lie. I mean, like, not, and, not he let him win last drive and, and got the victory. He did, he did it when it counted. You know, so, hey, hey, that could, that could very well. Not saying that they're going to be those guys because I ain't going to lie. Dak ain't better than Drew Bledsoe. But uh, you're right about the the, <laughs> the analogy I mean, as far if, as the If we look up in five weeks and the Cowboys have gone four and one, do you put Dak back, back on the field or do you let Cooper Rush ride it out? Well, you know the answer to that for me. It depends on how good Cooper Rush plays. It does. Okay, if you if you look up in, in five weeks, you're four and one. Cooper Rush is averaging 250 yards passing a game, two touchdowns, and he's not turning the ball over much. What I would do, I would, I would, I would even rush Dak back at that point. I would just, he wouldn't suit up, he wouldn't come on the field. I like that too. You gotta wait until Cooper Rush has a bad game. He said I wouldn't rush Dak back. <laughs> that was cool. I liked it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, look, I told you it don't take much to replace Dak. I said you don't have to just go out there and get the best. It don't take much to upgrade from Dak. I said that. And look what happened. Cooper Rush against the Super Bowl. I mean, the defending AFC champs. They beat. He beat them. And next week, he's got the Giants another winnable game. Because we still don't quite know what to think about the Giants. They played the Titans, who just aren't pretty just, – just not that good right now. They're not that good, it doesn't seem. And then they played Baker Mayfield. So, let's see what the Giants do right here in this division game. It should be good and close. Uh, we'll see what the defense is where, made where of, is that, too. Where is that guy? I think it's in the Meadowlands or MetLife. Okay. I think okay. it is. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Cowboys, Giants on Monday night. Hanging with Mr. Cooper Rush. Okay, so we're going to get into the Thursday night football game here. 
in a minute. Thursday, uh, Thursday night, Browns, Steelers on uh, Prime Video. But before we get into that, I just want to briefly let everybody know that um, before we get into the Steelers and Browns prediction, we're going to get up out of here. The fight, the, the big mega fight between Earl Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford. We have not really talked about that, but that is because we didn't really know when it was going to happen. We thought it would be soon. Then talks kind of stalled. Now it seems like talks have kind of picked back up and they have agreed to have a fight. And that fight, if I can um, find what I was looking at here, this is Errol Spence. It said Earl, yeah, it's saying that Earl Spence Jr. and Terrence Croft agree to terms for a potential November 19th mega fight. Uh, Earl Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford have agreed to all material terms for a fight for the undisputed welterweight championship in event targeted for November 19th in Las Vegas. Multiple sources tell ESPN. However, the deal has not been signed as the party's lawyers clean up legal language in the agreement per sources. So basically, they're not quite done, but they're getting there. And the main reason is they're trying to figure out uh, the whole revenue split and things like that, sources said. The packages include a bilateral rematch clause that the loser will have the right to exercise per source. If the rematch clause is triggered, the winner will earn the majority of revenue for the return bout per sources. So this is pretty much like they're going to fight. They're already looking into how the language and the terms is going to be with the split on the next fight. And it won't be one. The winner is going to get the majority of it. So now... This really makes for a good fight. Uh, real quick, guys, if this happens in November, and I think they've already been training for months, we don't know exactly what what, what all was holding this thing back. But, I mean, the PBC or uh, what's his name, Crawford being kind of a free agent right now, I don't know what the problem was because I don't. he's not with top rank anymore officially. So, guys, before we get into Thursday night's game, if this fight is going to happen, uh, is it too early to say who you got now? Or we, wanna, we, we got to talk about this, though, as this gets closer. It's going to happen, it looks like it. And I think we're going to have definitely a rematch. They're talking about that, possibly a trilogy. I think they should. They're going to go for all of the money. How do y'all see that playing out? Bud Crawford. Um, for, for me, it's still, it's still too early to call. Because I, I, even when I first thought about it, man, to me, those two are so evenly matched. Um, yeah. yeah. If I had to pick somebody, I would just pick Bud Crawford by decision. Mm-hmm. But man, I'm not doing that with any confidence. This is this is a, a very much a coin toss for me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in that camp as well. Um, you know, kind of like Terrence said. I mean, he's you know two of the, of the most skilled and, and kind of the best guys you're gonna see doing it uh, in that class right now. And uh, so you know, as it gets closer, um, of course you'll pay attention to kind of some of the stuff that comes out in the tea leaves and and try to get a feel for it. But uh, but you know, it's it's definitely a fifty uh, fifty. 50 50 fight, uh, they got covered up there, so I'm glad that we'll probably get to see it. Yeah, me too, man. I hope it, I hope everything goes through. Nothing, you know, there's no bump in the roads here, and they get this thing signed because that's just a few things, you know, that they're working out before those two put pen to paper. But other than that, it looks like we're going to get it Saturday. I think November 19 is a Saturday, yeah, and that would be great. And Las Vegas, uh, here I come. Because I've been waiting on this for a while. So, you know, like, as soon as I find out, it's over with. You know, we got to try to get these 
See what's going on. See, can we get some tickets? See, can we get down there and turn that city up? And the great debate show may be live at the fight. We'll find out for sure, but I just wanted to bring it up. It's coming. We think it's finally coming. I've been quiet on it because I didn't know, but I think it's going to happen now. Okay, Thursday night, Steelers and Browns, so we can get out of here. It's been a long one, but we had so much to cover. Now, Thursday night, the Browns coming off of a loss against the Jets. <sighs> now they're playing the Steelers, and the Steelers, I don't know what to think about them. Good defense, but mm, and Mika Fitzpatrick, man, that guy there is uh, he's looking like the He's a beast. The mod. He's looking like this generation's Ed Reed or somebody. I don't know. Yeah, he's a ball absolutely. hog. Yeah, yeah. Would you agree, T? He's a ball hog, man. Yeah. Uh, but, guys, uh, T, what, what, what you got? You know this is your division. You know it well, more b better than us. Uh, who wins this game on a Thursday night? I think it's in Cleveland. And, and for the same formula of last week, I am going with Cleveland. I do not trust Pittsburgh's offense and Mitchell Trubisky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, and I just – I think that at some point they got to rid themselves of the offense and start it over because it's just – it's not good. Uh, I don't and I don't see this being a high scoring game at all. Twenty four to like thirteen maybe or something like that. Uh in favor of Cleveland. But yeah, I don't and I don't know who's favorite or who's you know, or anything like that, but uh I'm rolling with Cleveland just because I think they can get a few more plays, even with the Pittsburgh defense being that good being pretty good, but with T J Watt being out for a while. Uh, I think that Cleveland can make just a few, just enough plays uh, to win the game, and who knows, they might even score on defense. Well, it sounds like you would take Cleveland to cover based on the early line. Uh, that Cleveland is a five-point favorite, and that yeah, over-under is 38-and-a-half. Uh, mm. So, okay. based on that, you would take the under as well, 24-13. to 13. Mm -hmm. We'll get you to 37. It'd be a tight under. But uh, you would, uh, you pull it up there, so that's what something you want. So the I want to look at uh, that's that's Terrence suggested that, that could be exactly what the score is, or at least the at least the points. At least the points. It definitely could be thirty-seven, right at thirty-seven. <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna agree with him. I think I think Cleveland will win the game, um, because like I said, that defense is just entirely different without T.J. Watt, and uh, you know Pittsburgh offense just looks very anemic at this point. And I don't, I don't know what you know. I know what the fix of that is. They need a better quarterback, but I don't know how they're going to be able to fix that. Uh, you know, just kind of based on their current situation because they got three quarterbacks that are, in essence, the same player in, in my opinion. So, um, you know, good luck. You know, I, I, you know, obviously, I've always you know, have faith that Mike Tomlin, as a coach, to be able to figure some things out and to kind of help elevate a team to be better than the sum of his parts. Uh, but he's definitely got a challenge in front of him uh, this year. Yep. Well, I'm taking the uh, Cleveland Browns, I guess, as well. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, still not bad. That's a good, decent, solid offense. They just need their quarterback to just make it so much better. And uh, the defense is solid. So I think they definitely can get more stops against Trubisky than uh, the Steelers will get stops with the Browns running, rushing attack. And, you know, they, they, they still got Amari Cooper. Peoples-Jones, a nice, good number two receiver that people don't talk about. Uh, uh, that much of, but I'm giving it to the Browns. Yeah, Steelers defense is good, but yeah, I man, I cannot pick Trubisky. Um, I just can't do it. Uh, so that's it for me. That's it for us here at the Great Debate Show. We don't have anything else. I don't believe uh, we've got to get out of here. It's been long, but uh, we cover pretty much everything from week two. 
and previewed week three. We will be back after Thursday night's game to preview week three of the NFL and any other news in sports that has broke out. And you will be getting a, a an extra episode in the middle of the week, maybe uh, in the next couple of weeks here. Well, me and Terrence, and also at some point me and Nick, we will be debating just one-on-one uh, with certain topics on the rallydebates.com uh, that we've linked up with them and we're going to be doing some things. And so you check that out again. You can check that out on Twitter uh, at, at cause 100. We will be having something and Terrence uh, give them your Twitter name again. Is T still with us? We're going to be doing a debate though. Live uh, at some point uh, Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, Wednesday night. And uh, so check it out, and uh, it'll be good. And then we will actually be putting it out, too, for everyone to hear as an original podcast episode uh, the next day. So that will probably be available on Thursday then. We'll be back after Thursday night's game. Guys, is there anything that you want to leave with the listeners uh, from week two or whatever? It feels great to have the best team on this show. <laughs> Don't you have to beat both of when you have to beat the Ravens and the Niners in the same season to say that? <laughs> I, I think based on what we've seen through two weeks, I can pretty comfortably say I've got the best team on the show. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I you know I'm what? A, I'm not I'm not the last thing I'm about to do is argue on Baltimore's behalf. They right. owe me two thousand dollars. Damn it, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> I hear you, man. Uh, it's just week two. I know I said that a lot last week about week one, but it is still just week two. It's early in the season. I'm not overreacting, but and I'm not trying to not overreact on any team, but I do like what I've seen from the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. I have given you the credit and said that you do look like you could definitely be a problem in the NFC. And, uh, hey, some people are already tweeting Buccaneers-Eagles NFC Championship. I saw it earlier tonight. So, hey. There's a lot of people that's got saw, confidence in you. I saw a tweet that said our country doesn't have the infrastructure to handle a Bills Eagles Super Bowl, which is kind of crazy because they do have two of the craziest uh, fan bases. So I'm yeah. not sure exactly where you would want to host that one. Yeah, it'd be a pre, it'd be a, a lot of crime going on in Arizona that Super Bowl weekend. That's probably what it what, yeah. what, what would go down. Yeah, you're right. Bills Mafia and the Eagles fans. Oh my God, you're right. That would be. I wouldn't want to be anywhere around that probably. Uh, the Bills are like a watered-down version of the Eagles fan base. Like, the, the Bills fan base is nice. Okay. They donated money to, yeah, they donated money to, like, somebody's charity last year after they beat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they have a very nice fan base, man, and I, I respect them. Okay. Well, I'll tell you Even who is a nice fan base is god awful, just nasty. They, they are nasty. They're as nasty as it gets. I'll tell you who we is a nice. Nasty as it I mean, gets. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not like them. Like the rest of those of those Eagles fans, that sounds like a, another similar trope. But anyways, uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, no, nah, man, the Eagles fan base definitely can get uh, can get pretty pretty wild. They push, they throw snowballs snowballs at Santa Claus. They can. And, and and speaking of fans that it can get pretty wild or not too nice, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, it seems that somebody struck Kyler Murray in the face. Uh, yesterday after the game as he was giving a few high fives to some of the fans on his way to the tunnel or whatever uh, and back to the back and yeah they somebody sucker punched him or they 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 hit him some kind of way i hadn't seen i saw the video that, that uh, it, uh, 
I hadn't seen it, so did, did he get I, hit? I, I got to get a closer look at it. I kind of saw like a snippet, but uh-huh. like uh, it was kind of slowed down. But it looked like the guy was real because basically after Kyler Murray scored the last touchdown or whatever, he goes to the fans and kind of starts celebrating. And there's like people, you know, reaching out, high five or whatever. It looked like the guy just kind of reached over as if he was trying to just, you know, high five him or touch him or whatever and just happened to hit him across the head. And oh. uh, so how I got to this level, you know, I, I was a little confused just based on what I saw. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, uh, I'll shoot y'all a video. Okay. Y'all tell me what you think. Sounds like it's not much, but uh, ha, who knows? It sounds like something a Raider fan would do. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I digress. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, Kyler Murray, what a, what, a, what a finish in Las Vegas. They have a big game next week against the defending Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams in the division battle there of the NFC West. So that's all I got. We talked about Earl Spence and Bud Crawford for a brief moment. We talked about Malik Willis coming in for Ryan Tannehill. And Terrence has been saying all along, Tannehill is not that guy. His time is getting closer and closer to being over with in Tennessee. You can see it coming. And um, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's back to the rescue. And uh, he saves the day for the Niners as they get the win. And uh, the Eagles are good. They are real good. And the Buffalo Bills to no surprise, are really, really great. <laughs> and, uh, again, I've got them losing like two games. So, yeah, that, that speaks for itself. Week three, Browns, Steelers will be back on a Friday to talk to about to talk about that, Thursday night, Friday morning. And uh, that's it. It's been a terrific – hope everybody has a terrific Tuesday. And uh, we are out, right, guys? That it? We are, we are out, absolutely. All right, that's it, man. We're out. Uh, hey, we'll be back next week, uh, later this week, and uh, hope everybody enjoys their week. Be safe. Hey, peace out, guys. Yeah. You know-